Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. The Washington Post story says that they would continue to have portions of the convention, the RNC convention, in Charlotte to live up to the law, uh, you know, the letter of the contract. But the big celebratory part would be in Jacksonville. The big celebratory, the party is in Jack's because Jack's is cooler than Charlotte. We all know that. We all know that Charlotte, Jacksonville, yay. Uh, But Florida, Jacksonville, they have to answer this question. Do you have enough uh, hotels? Do you have enough rental cars? Can you handle a surge of people coming in that uh, area? And I'd say the answer would be yes. They already pulled off a Super Bowl. They could pull off an RNC. Wow. Brian Kilmeade, Steve Ducey talking about the RNC coming to Jacksonville. The unofficial unofficial announcement today, the Washington Post leaking that story. Also, you may remember at the tail end of the program yesterday, I told you about the tweet, uh, uh, the um, tweets back and forth I had the uh, DMs with Eric Trump, son of President Donald Trump, who said, hey, you're going to be really happy when I asked him about bringing a uh, bringing a rally back to Jacksonville. Well, clearly, uh, this is what was going to make us happy. The announcement that the uh, RNC will be relocating to Jacksonville in August. Again, not official, but try to get a hotel room from August 23rd to August 27th. You ain't going to be able to do it. I, as soon as I woke up this morning, that's the first thing I did. Omni, booked. Hyatt, booked. Hilton Garden Inn, booked. The Lexington, which I didn't even know was a thing. I've learned about all the hotels in downtown. Some I never knew existed. All booked. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting trying to squeeze all those people in there. Now, for the Super Bowl, for the Super Bowl, they brought in cruise ships and parked them in the St. John's River and used those as hotels. Um, I don't know if that's something that they're going to be doing uh, again or not. When we went to Cleveland the last uh, last time around four years ago, Jeremy Ratliff and I were just discussing how they put us up in local dormitories for uh, for you know local colleges in Cleveland, and that could definitely UNF any place where there's a bed is going to be. I mean, that is definitely going to be a uh, a hot commodity. If you have a home near downtown or Riverside or somewhere, and you're looking to go on vacation, this would be the time to sign up for Airbnb because those rooms are going to go, and they're going to go for a lot of money. If you're looking to take vacation, if you don't want anything to do, if you're like one of those people in Ponte Vedra when the players rolls around, you're like, look, the last place I want to be during the players tournament is in Ponte Vedra, and you rent out your house to some golfer or some media personality for Boku Bucks for a week, same thing. If you're listen for any Democrats that are listening, any liberals, if you're listening, this would be a great time for you to get out of Dodge for a week. Because you're not going to be able to stomach what's going on anyway, and you could make a little bit of money off of some Republicans. Think about this. You liberals hate the Republicans so much that you could leave Jacksonville, not have to worry about bumping into any, and you could totally take them for all they're worth by price gouging them and letting them stay in your, uh, letting them stay in your house or your apartment. Now, the bad news is you're going to have, you're going to have gross, smelly, stinky Republicans living in your place, but you know, at least, uh, at least they'll leave some money behind. 855-765-1045. There is apparently, I was watching on the news, there is a, uh, Beth Rousseau on Action News Jackson's morning was reporting that there's already a petition to keep the R 
RNC out of Jacksonville. However, like 20% of the people who signed it don't even live in Florida. 13% of them don't even live in Duval, but but like 20% of them don't even live in the state. So take that uh, take that for with a grain of salt for what it's worth. Any way you look at it, any way you look at it, there is nothing wrong with this convention coming to Jacksonville and everything right about it. There is nothing wrong with ever with uh, this convention coming to Jacksonville, and there is everything right about it. And and uh, the governor, what's his name, DeSantis, he said yesterday when they were being, they were talking to him about you know because Miami was up for grabs, Orlando was also a potential landing spot for the RNC, and he said, look, I'm a Republican, and if the Democratic National Convention wanted to come here, that would be great because it means so much money and opportunity, and coming out of this pandemic quarantine lockdown that we're in. Coming out of all that, what we want is we want something that is going to boost business. We want something that's going to boost business downtown, that's going to get everything to open back up. And this is exactly that. August 23rd through the 27th, that gives us, what, two and a half months to reopen Star Veterans Memorial Arena, to reopen the baseball grounds of Jacksonville, to reopen whatever TIAA Bank, whatever we need to reopen, we can start to reopen those restaurants that have been sitting idle downtown. Think about think about the food trucks. Think about the hotels. Think about the airport. Think about the Uber drivers. Think about everyone you know, everyone you know who lives and works in this town and would benefit from an influx, an influx of people for a week. Cruise ships, taxis, I mean, every drug dealers, prostitutes, whatever. Everyone's going to benefit from a major event like this coming in uh, to Jacksonville. And it doesn't matter if it's the Democrats or the Republicans. Either way, it would be a huge coup for the city of Jacksonville to land an international, not even a national event. Don't stop calling it. A, it's an international event. When Donald Trump, get this, when Donald Trump receives the nomination again, for president of the United States in 2020, it's going to be here in Jacksonville. It's going to be probably at Star Veterans Memorial Arena. It's going to be at the same place where I saw Maroon 5 a couple of years ago. It's going to be at the same place where I saw Alan Jackson just last year. It's going to be at the same place where I take my kids to watch Disney on Ice and where we used to go see the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus before PETA forced them out of uh, business. It's the, it's right there, downtown Jacksonville, a historic moment. Only two places, only two places in the entire world can claim that Donald Trump was given the nomination in their city. The first one is Cleveland. The second one's going to be Jacksonville. It's going to be huge. 855-765-1045. Now, there are some people uh, on both sides of the aisle. I know there's a lot of Democrats that are like Republicans in Jacksonville. <laughs> No, thank you. And I know that there's a lot of Republicans also, too, who are like, you know what? I'm not really up for this because I know what happens. There's going to be a lot of mayhem. There's going to be a lot of misery. And George Soros is going to start busing in Antifa, which I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I really legitimately feel like the Republican National Convention last time around was way calmer, was way more serene, had less you know, ridiculousness than the Democratic National Convention, because because listen, the Repu this time around, everybody knows Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. There's going to be no surprises. Everybody knows it's going to happen. And he's been president for four years. So I feel like people at this point, 
they just Democrats and Antifa and George Soros and the socialists, they all just want him defeated. So if they really want to raise a stir, if they really want to raise a fuss, they're going to take all of their ire and all of their anger to Wisconsin, to Milwaukee for the Democratic National Convention in July. And they're going to go there and they're going to attack Joe Biden and the Bernie bros. They don't care about Donald Trump. They care about Bernie getting shafted twice by the Democrats. So I feel, yeah, there'll be protests. Absolutely. There'll be people wandering around uh, that look, you know, live dressed in silly clothes. And last time around, they had like four people wearing a wall costume and they had a lot of other people uh, that were just, you know, I mean, just they had this one girl we interviewed. She had a, a Donald Trump puppet. She was a she was a uh, ventriloquist and her puppet's name was Donald Trump. And she did a little bag. In fact, we'll play some of that for you here in just a minute. And you're going to have those people. You're going to have the people selling the whoopee cushions with Donald Trump's face on it. That's going to happen. That happens with any convention. But again, it's all it's all going to be uh, positive for the city, for you and for me. Eight five, unless you just unless you think it's the worst thing that could happen, in which case, give us a call. You know why? It's whatever you want Wednesday today. Whatever you want to talk about today, we will talk about. If you want to talk about the RNC coming and how great it is and how excited you are, give us a buzz. If you want to talk about the RNC coming and how disgusting it is and how you can't stand it and you think it's a horrible idea, give us a buzz. If you're still hung up on Mayor Curry stealing Confederate statues out of the middle of the night and hiding them somewhere where no one knows where they are, give us a buzz. If there's anything else that you want to talk about today, this is your day to talk about it. It's whatever you want Wednesday. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show and your phone calls coming up right after this on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Marque Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. So now that they are taking down all the Confederate icons within Jacksonville, are we going to go back to being called Cowford? I don't know. Were we called Cowford? Is that why they yeah, called the Cowford? We, we were Cowford back in the day. We were? We were like the land of cows or something. Is that why it's the Cowford Shop House? Yeah. That's a, everything Cowford has been because it used to be called Cowford. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Calford, that's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know about that. Dave knows. Dave, well, Dave knows everything. Yeah. Eight five five seven six five one zero four. That's a good point. We have a lot of people asking about that. We're going to get your uh, phone calls here in just a minute. First, let's talk to Susie. Uh, Susie, hi. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. What's up? Hey, Mark. How are you doing today? Doing great. What's on your mind, Susie? Well, you know it's Trump Day. Yeah, it sure is. In more ways than one today, Susie, because I don't know if you heard the news, but the RNC is uh, coming to JAX. Here in August. Isn't that exciting? Wow. I did, we've been on vacation. I didn't know. So it's a, a for sure deal. Wait a minute. Are you on vacation right now? Yes, sir. We're heading back to Florida right now. Wow. You're on, even on vacation. You make it a point to call in on Wednesday, Susie. That's, that gets an extra dinger. What if it's not Wednesday where she is? If she's like up in the future somewhere. <laughs> what, where would it be? Where are you? That Where are you? We're in Louisiana ahead of the Is it Wednesday there? Yes, it's still Wednesday. Okay, okay all right. It's still Trump Day. It's Let me Trump double Day. check. What time is it in Louisiana? It's Trump Day everywhere. 855-765-1045. Lisa from St. Augustine. How you doing, Lisa? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. I'm doing well. How are you doing, buddy? Doing really well. What would you want to say? 
Well, I, you kind of said something about it. I was actually calling because I got people, friends saying, oh, if this comes, it's going to bring all kinds of, you know, trouble and mayhem and riots. And I'm excited about it coming, you know, personally. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of wanted to see what you thought. I think there's going to be a lot of trouble. But, you know, Antifa is being looked at now by everything that's going on. So maybe it won't be as bad. But I just kind of wanted to see if you thought there was going to be a lot of trouble being brought to the city. Or I don't think here's the thing. I don't think there's going to be a lot of trouble. I don't think there's going to be a lot of trouble. Will, will, will there be some? Sure, there's going to be troublemakers. Um, is it going to be something like we we've, we've seen lately? No, not at all. Uh, because first of all, here's the deal. I believe that we have an amazing police presence here in Jacksonville. And the fact that we only had one night curfew and very little, uh, you know, very little, you know, going on in the, as far as illegal shenanigans during the uh, Black Lives Matter protests, I think that we have it pretty much under control. Um, also, I'm going to be honest with you. I, they'll deny it, I think, but I'm pretty sure that this whole removing the Confederate statue thing yesterday had a lot to do with what, ha- what happened today. Think about it. The mayor Curry knows uh, well in advance that this announcement is going to be made. And Mayor Curry is under, he knows that he's been, he's been entertaining this Republican National Convention idea for weeks now, ever since they said uh, Charlotte was no longer going to host it. He's been on Twitter saying, bring it here. He's been meeting with Republican National Committee members, taking them around town, touring them around town. And, you know, I think probably what happened was removing the statue of the Confederate soldier from Hemming Plaza, uh, in the dark of night, I might point out. And this walk that he orchestrated with um, with uh, Leonard Fournette yesterday, I think all of this is, in, I think it's all definitely related. Because he's going to say, look, we've got the convention. It's a done deal. They're going to announce it sometime next week. Before it's announced, I need to make sure that Jacksonville looks like an up-and-coming city that's not like an old-school, old-timey kind of, you know, uh, Confederate root history type, uh, you know, podunk town. And I think he knew, I mean, he had to have known. Even if he denies it, he knows. In the, in the, in the, his heart of hearts, he knew that Jacksonville was going to be put on the international stage. And with everything going on, the last thing he wanted was somebody coming in here from CNN, somebody coming in here from the Washington Post, somebody coming in here from the New York Times, for any of these places, and saying, look, Donald Trump is hosting the national. He's accepting the Republican nomination just blocks from a statue of a Confederate soldier. Look at this. This is a travesty. Donald Trump is in Jacksonville and Jacksonville is a Confederate uh, bastion of hate. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, Mayor Curry, by removing that statue, now I see exactly what's happening. First of all, he shows the world that we are forward thinking and that Donald Trump is not coming to an old school southern city, that we are really the bold new city of the south. And he also makes headway with, uh, with you know, a lot of the leadership from the Jaguars and from the Black Lives Matter movement. And he can open up those conversations, too. So removing that statue, while it ticked a lot of people off. It may have actually been to economically benefit because I'm clearly, clearly that's on his mind. When you are mayor of a city and you know that in just a month or two, everybody in the world is going to be looking at you. You start looking around your city going, "Okay, what are they going to take offense to? Confederate soldier statue. Let's get that thing out of here. No, no, not. No, wait till wait till after dark. I don't want anyone to know. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. I'm pretty sure. What, that's, I'm pretty sure that these two events are not are not coincidental. 
What do you think? 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show is coming up. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. City of Jacksonville, how much does it cost us to remove these monuments? And where's the money coming from? Uh, it's coming from our taxes. <laughs> where do you think it's coming from? It's money that, uh, I don't know, what have what, what, what we uh, missed out on by removing this? How much does it cost to actually remove a statue? I assume, listen, I assume that uh, I assume that removing a statue in the middle of the night is a lot more expensive because it's overtime. Uh, there's probably hazard pay. Then, of course, you need to pay the electricity for the lighting. And those lights, man, they draw, they draw a lot of amps. That's not, you know, that's a lot of amp wattage or ampage or whatever, joules or I don't even know what they are. But it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of money, basically. And, you know, who gets that money? JEA. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. It all seems like this really, it just seems like this big, convenient ball of just, you know, incestual political stuff going on. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is uh, Paul in Clay County. How you doing, Paul? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Uh, Mark, I hate you, man. You hate me. You stole all my. You stole all my thunder. Oh, what? Right I didn't before mean, the break. All right, I apologize. Listen, I apologize. Forget it. No one, no <laughs> one's listening now. That was listening back then. People, as soon as they hear the commercials, they're out. So tell, tell us what are you now. It's your thunder. What do you want to say? I was listening to NPR this morning, and they had a panel of black activists on. One person in particular, his sole objective is to defund. The money that goes to the maintenance and support of Confederate markings and memorials, statues, and so on. Yeah. And um, he uh, and the other ones were all convinced that this was all a PR ploy by the mayor because the the Super not the Super Bowl, but the uh, convention is going to come here. Yeah. And they wanted to get rid of all of these focal points, all these points where individuals could uh, collectively go in protest and draw away from the convention. And so that was their, that was their same theory, like you suggested okay. right before the break. See, here's the, here's my issue with that. Okay, here's my issue with that because when I said it, it seemed plausible, realistic, and like it was like it definitely happened. But now that you're telling me they reported the same thing on NPR, I think it's total BS. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> if, if it's on NPR, you just can't trust it. You just can't trust also, it. Also, I mean, I, I, I listen to it just for a different viewpoint every once in a while, as well as some of the other mainstream yeah. media. No, I know. And, I, uh, I, look, I can't stop it. It's so disappointing. It, it's so disappointing. I don't know that you know this, but this individual actually said you could go anywhere in the United States and ask a black individual, where is the hub of white supremacy in the United States? What's the major city, city for white supremacy in the United States? And they would tell you it was Jacksonville, Florida. Come on, what? That's what he said. I, on, NP he said. on NPR, they said on that? NPR radio this morning, yes. I don't know. I mean, look, I don't know. And, I, and now, now, part of the justification was he said that right now, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, is one city that has more Confederate 
memorials and markings than any other city in the United States because most of the cities, even Virginia, has gotten rid of most yeah. of their Okay, I, I agree. Here's the thing. I believe that because I, I'll be honest with you. I think Jacksonville on the DL, people just don't know about it. For example, how many people, Paul, do you think knew that the statue in Hemming Plaza was a tribute to fallen Confederate soldiers from Jacksonville uh, before yesterday? How many people do you think really knew that? I, I don't know how many, but I, I don't understand why these people are so intimidated by these statues. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like, or Mark or whatever. It, it looks, now, you know, his point was, his point was, have you ever seen a memorial to who was the guy that betrayed Benedict Arnold? Anywhere in the United States, these people were all treasonous. They all need to be taken down, right. which is a valid point. I'm a Yankee. I came down here and I couldn't believe all the Confederate statues and markings, but I still don't understand. These guys are a little bit conspiratorial, I think, in some of their beliefs. And I mean, look, here, I think they're over intimidated by some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, the statue, the whole, and thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. And look, again, I don't want you to, I don't want you to flip back and forth between us and NPR. But if you ever hear anything on the station on NPR again that you actually hear on this station, let me know because I'll change my tune immediately. I'll change my tune immediately. Uh, but, but look, the stat—I mean, the statue thing is now that we see what's going on today. Clearly, the two are linked. If you've got the black activists on NPR saying clearly this was a PR stunt by Mayor Curry, uh, and and you you say us saying, oh, clearly this was Mayor Curry trying to you know spit and polish Jacksonville for the international audience. Then I mean, I I feel like it's it's plain as the you know it's plain as the nose on Mayor Curry's face. Eight five five seven six five. 104.5. This is Steve on the South Side. How you doing, Steve? Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you? Good. What do you want to say, sir? I don't know how other people feel about Lenny Curry in Jacksonville. To me, he's a big disappointment for a couple of reasons. First of all, going out and trying to remove statues, you know, at night without having a consensus from the general public or the city council. And he reminds me of Little Napoleon. You know, if you think back to history, he was a short guy in stature, and he's trying to grab power. And, I mean, what gives him the right to think that he could hold all of his COVID meetings during the godfather of talk radio, Rush Limbaugh, just to try to boost his name? You know, maybe one will not be voting for Lenny Curry again. And a lot of my friends and neighbors and constituents have told me the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, listen, I don't think you have to worry about that because I don't think he's right. I mean, I I know he can run, I think, for another. I don't think Jacksonville has a multiple has, has a term limit on the office of mayor, but he may have other he may have other political you know aspirations. If if Ron DeSantis runs for the White House, guess what? That leaves a big opening in Tallahassee. Maybe that's why Mayor Curry took the statue down, though, because it was so much taller than him and he was just, he just has a napoleon he's like that statue is way that statue is way too tall take it down eight five eight five five seven six five one oh four five rick in jacksonville hey rick how are you i'm doing all right for an old man how are you doing i'm doing all right for a middle-aged man well i'm older than that yeah well, uh, right. a couple of things here one thing the mayor is doing this i think one of the big things is Everybody's, he's wanting everybody to forget about his deal with the JEA trying to sell that deal, you know, and trying to put that on the back burner. So he's trying to deflect the responsibility. Here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, that's and, something uh, I haven't thought of. You know, and that's a real look. That's a real. I mean, that's a real issue too. Whenever you, whenever you have an issue at the forefront that you don't want people to shine a spotlight on, what do you do? You you show them something else. Like, hey, like you know, look what's happening over here. I'm taking statues down, so let's ignore what's going on with JEA. Uh, that's one good point. You know, I hadn't even thought of that. And then another one with Leonard Fournette out there. I mean, look, he's been on the bench the last two or three years more than he has on the field for one reason or another. And he's the one of the first one of these guys they will get out there and say, hey, why don't you guys give us all your money? But look at all the millions he's make. Somebody ought to put him on the spot and say, how much money did you donate to the black community last year or the year before? I yeah. guess that'll be a question you won't get answered. You know, and here's the thing, and I appreciate that, Rick, and I understand that, too. I don't, I, you know, I don't like to shame people as to, you know, how much money they have and how much they gave to this charity and that charity and what. And I understand celebrities using their platform for, you know, for social service. I mean, I do the same thing. People ask me, you know, hey, will you come speak at this or will you come speak at that or will you host this charity auction? And I get it. And look, the man makes money doing what he can. He gives it to this charity. He get that gives it to that charity. He doesn't give it to any charity. I don't know. It's none of my business. I don't want people poking around in my finances. You know, I'm not going to poke around in yours either. Um, my whole thing with Leonard Fournette was I was under the impression he didn't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I was under the impression that he was interested in leaving Jacksonville. Um, but maybe that didn't, you know, maybe that didn't come to fruition. And if he's staying, you know, God bless him. I'm glad that he's, I'm glad that he's becoming a part of the, uh, community as well. But may, you know, Mayor Curry, I really feel like you have to look at all of this politically. Uh, you have to look at what happened with the statue yesterday and you have to look at the announcement unofficially. And again, this is all unofficial. The Washington Post announced that this is going to be announced. Tentatively, it has been decided that Jacksonville is the site for the Republican National Committee. And again, I think that that is a huge boon, a huge. But I have not personally talked. I know there's people out there that don't want it here. I personally have not talked to any of them. Um, if you're one of those people, give me a call because I'd love to know your reasoning. But it's a huge boon. And if Mayor Curry was integral in getting that done, which I assume he was because he's buddy-buddy with DeRon DeSantis. He's buddy-buddy with the president. You know, he is a Republican and he is looking to really build Jacksonville up. So, you know, God bless him and God love him for that. It's a, it's a great thing for our city. However, if he is now removing Confederate monuments and statues and, and, and memorabilia or icons or whatever from the city, in an effort to, uh, you know, remove that, that, that part of Jacksonville's history from the eyes of the international audience that will be descending on us in August, then that's a different story. And if he's telling, if he's telling everyone that's not the reason it's something totally different, then clearly he's playing politics, but he's a politician. And what do we really, what do we really expect from our politicians? 855-765-1045. Wow, what an ex what a fun and exciting whatever you want Wednesday so far, and we're only really almost halfway done. 855-765-1045. If you can't get through on the phone lines, download that mobile app. Leave us an open mic message. It's 104.5 WOKV in your app store. This is the Marque Show. We'll be right back on 104.5 WOKV. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk.
Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. It's whatever you want Wednesday. This is when we do nothing. We like literally are like, I walked in here at 10 o'clock. I talked to Jeremy Radliff about cheese for a while. Um, and then, you know, it well, was. What was that conversation well, about cause cheese? He's, he's from Wisconsin. So he knows okay. a lot of, you know, so he's, a big Green Bay, he's a Green Bay <laughs> Packers fan. So if you ever want to know about cheese or beer, Jeremy Ratliff is your man. Uh, 855-765-1045. Anyway, so we don't, we don't even, we just got in here. We started talking about the convention. We had that led to talk about the statues. That led to Susie from Middleburg calling us up and saying it's Trump Day. And now that brings us to where we are, uh, right now. 855-765-1045. Marie in Fernandina Beach. How are you, Marie? Hey, thank you so much, and you and the team. I'm looking forward to hearing more about this Trump flotilla. Where's the starting point, since I'm not a member of Facebook? You're not on Facebook, huh? All right, well, let me tell you this. It starts at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday, which is uh, Donald Trump's birthday, and I believe it It either starts at Met, Met Park. Is that right? It starts at Met. We're going to... We'll pull it up for you here in just a minute. Um, but I will uh, – hang on. Actually, we should probably – Josh, will you pull that up while I do this? Pulling. Um, but it's going to – and then there's like an after party I saw, I think, at Met Park again. So it either begins or ends at Met Park. But it's right through downtown. Uh, they're looking at hundreds and hundreds of boats this time around. So it should be a what, pretty – What time are they ending the uh, festivity uh, so I can be at both? Oh, that's a great question. Um, let's see. Josh, do you have the information? Uh, polling. Pulling it up. All right, hold on. We'll, we'll get that for you. Hang on one second. We'll get you that information. Keep listening. As soon as Josh gets it for you, you can, uh, you can jot it all down. Uh, 855-765-1045. Just type in. Did you, did you find I it? typed in Trump flotilla, and now it's talking about a, a previous one? No, you have to go is to this, Facebook. Okay, never this mind. Is this a second flotilla? You have to go to Facebook and write in Trump birthday. I don't have a Facebook. What do you mean you don't have a Facebook I'm just either? kidding. I have a Facebook. Birthday flotilla, Jacksonville. I'll type in the same words you do. This is very riveting radio for this is why. Okay, here we go. Trump's birthday boat rally, Northeast Florida, this Sunday, uh, Sunday at 10:30 a.m. Four days from now, downtown Jacksonville, uh, after a 500-plus boat rally on May 16th. Let's do it again to celebrate the president's birthday. This time, we will cruise through downtown Jacks, rig up those patriotic flags, fuel up the boat, and head out to meet a couple thousand of your fellow Trump supporters for a day on the beautiful St. John's River. We will cruise from, Marie, Metropolitan Park downtown to Fleming Island. There will be an after party at Pineapple Point Sandbar. For those interested, it's going to be epic. Epic. Where is Pineapple Point? That was all caps, so I wanted to make sure they got that. Pineapple Point Sandbar. We will start gathering at 10.30 a.m. and get underway promptly at 11 a.m. We will be on Channel 68, which I believe is the Marine Radio Channel, so people can coordinate. In order to prepare for the number of boats and get a better idea of how many people participate, we have registration for boats, spectators, and volunteer photographers. Uh, this is great. So look, so it's all right there. 10:30, Met Park, going up to Fleming Island, and then at the Pineapple Park Sandbar, Pineapple Point, pardon me, Sandbar. There will be an after party, uh, which is which is very, which will be epic. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number. This is Greg in St. John's County. How you doing, Greg? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Hey, Mark, I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. What do you want to say, sir? Well, first of all, love your show. Thank you. Um, three things, real quick. Number one, the guy uh, listening to NPR, where they, you know, they had the black panel said we're the most sure. What was it racist? No, 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 it was the uh, the hub of white supremacy in the United States of America. White supremacy. Okay. 
Right. Well, there'll be more of that because tomorrow they'll have a panel of Muslims that will be the most homophobic. And then Friday they'll have a LGBT panel and will be the most, oh, I'm sorry, homophobic. Then Friday will be the most homophobic. And it's all because we're going to have that convention. Yeah, you think you think you think so. You think that just inviting the RNC to Jacksonville targets us as xenophobes, homophobes, misogynists, racists, all that. You think that's exactly. enough? Oh, it's coming. I mean, that's you know, it's you coming. may you may have a point. You may have a point, Greg. Uh, I don't care, though, because it's a huge it's a huge event. And also, I don't have to pay for a hotel now because I mean, that's a huge savings. You don't understand how expensive it was to have to spend seven nights in downtown Charlotte during a convention. Now I can just I can just pay for parking. Which probably, let's be honest, is going to be really expensive too. But anyway, eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break, folks. Uh, we'll be right back. More of your phone calls, more of your open mic messages on the way. It's whatever you want Wednesday on the Marquee Show, one zero four point five WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. I need the station to give the Mark K Show more phone lines because I can never get a hold of anybody. It's always busy. And all I want to do is talk to Mark K. Wow, that is another, you know what, we're going to, I thought for a minute, I thought I was going to say give him more hours. And I was like, no, let's work, more phone lines. That's, that's the way to go. 855-765-1045. If you can't through, get through there, just call my cell. Uh, 867-5309. Ask for Jenny. 85, <laughs> star star 1045 if you want to. Uh, this is the Mark K Show. Man, we have so many people, like you, you just heard, jam-packed on the phone lines because they, uh, they want to talk all about whatever they want to talk about. And John is in Mandarin. Hi, John. How are you? Good morning, Mark. I was downtown today, and I saw that the statue was removed. Yeah. And I puzzled why the mayor would do that, and you explained it very well. I'd like you to consider this, though. Mm. It's not enough for these people to remove the statue. They're going to demand that the mayor destroy it. Uh, you destroy it. I mean, it's like, what is it, cast iron or metal? Or, I mean, how do you, you melt it down, I guess is what you mean. Is that right? They have to do it. He has to destroy it. It's not going to stop. It's not enough just to remove the statue. They're going to protest some more, and they're going to say, for example, Lee High School, the name has to come down. It's never going to end. So appeasement is not why he did it. What he's trying to do is prevent the image of that statue across from City Hall when the convention is going on. Yeah. It's, quite possible, it's quite possible that statue will come right back after the convention is over. Well, I don't know about that, but I think you're right about I, It's definitely optics. I mean, the <laughs> And again, I, look, the mayor's the mayor. He's the guy won in a landslide. So I'm not going to say he doesn't know what he's doing. But at the same time, you think you put a little bit more separation between the two. Like, hey, let's bring down this Confederate statue in the middle of the night and make a big uh, make a big to do about it and how we're changing the image of our city. And then, oh, yeah, within 12 hours, announce that we're going to be hosting an international convention for the Republican Party. I do. It's it doesn't take. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't take an, an idiot to figure out that those two things are directly correlated. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Cecil in Jacksonville. How you doing, Cecil? Doing good. How are you doing today, Mark? Doing great. What you want to say, sir? Well, in regards to the Confederate soldiers coming down, this is but one step. First, they got rid of the Confederate flag image on mm -hmm. many flags throughout the nation. Yeah. Now they want Confederate soldiers taken down yeah. because it's offensive to them. What would be next? Are they going to say the American flag is offensive to them? 
Well, they already, they already have. They already have. I mean, Colin, Colin Kaepernick that already forced. They, it down. they I mean, they already took the American flag off of the shoes. Nike was going to build those, you know, or uh, print those Betsy Ross shoes. And Colin Kaepernick said no. So the American, I mean, it's all. You're right. They, there could be a potential argument that everything in the United States of America is offensive in some way. People asked about the city of or the um, the statue of Andrew Jackson, who didn't fight as a he was uh, dead before the Civil War, but he was a slave owner. And is that offensive? And then, you know, what about PETA? I mean, he's riding a horse and maybe the horse is offended by it or maybe it shows cruelty to animals because the horse is, you know, he's not just riding the horse. He's making this like (laughs) it's up in the like high ho silver. Maybe he's kicking the horse too hard. So PETA is going to come in and say, we got to take that statue down because it's um, because it's too much. I don't know. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Brian on the south side. How you doing, Brian? Doing great, Mark. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, sir. What do you want to say? Hey, um, I think it was Greg was an earlier caller who was talking about the NPR panel that kind of dovetails nicely into the point that I wanted to make, which is, you know, a lot of our leaders, and I'm going to point the finger at the Republican Party, are being impotent or ignorant. I'm not sure which. You know, we can take down all the statues we want. We can erase all the history we want, but that doesn't change it. And it would be a great opportunity to take students, you know, take people and, and point the finger at these statues and say, hey, here's this guy, here's what he did that sucks, and let's make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. And, and, I mean, let's be honest, we're missing a really great opportunity to take these statues and turn them into teachable objects sure. instead of just erasing history, which isn't going to do anything. And the Republican Party is missing a huge opportunity to take the lead on this initiative and do just that, point out the fact that slavery sucks and it shouldn't have happened, instead of looking like cowards and allowing NPR panels to tell us how terrible we are because America did this, America is that. Uh, and, oh, by the way, they are allowing the Republican Party to be old white guys when we're a very diverse party, and, and we, man, we're dropping the ball on a lot of things where we should be leading. And I, I think this, the statue is, is a great example. Brian, that's that's a really well thought out and articulated point, and I and I do agree with that. I mean, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and I made the point that I don't remember where all these historical statues were erected to. I mean, I like to just pretend like these people did nothing bad. I mean, we all know that people do bad things. We know that Thomas Jefferson uh, had extramarital affairs with uh, slaves that he owned in uh, in Monticello. And we still have the Jefferson Memorial. Uh, we know that Abraham Lincoln probably, you know, OK, maybe Abraham Lincoln wasn't a bad guy, but maybe he cussed, you know, one time. Maybe he yelled at at, uh, at his wife. Or maybe when he was, you know, what was he? He was like a lumberjack or something. I mean, I mean the guy had to have done something bad. Uh, you know, George Washington, again, he, he never told a lie, but maybe that was a lie. You never know. Nobody's perfect. And the people that built our country and fought for our country and the people that, that were doing whatever they were doing, I mean, they were not perfect people. We remember them for their great accomplishments, but not every little deed that they did. And if we were going to hold people accountable for everything they did or everything they said or every tweet that they sent or every, uh, you know, interview they, 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 uh, did back in the eighties or the nineties where things were like, you know, totally different, it's, you know, you're just tearing everybody down. Now, the Confederate, here's my big issue with it, too, is that when you talk about a teachable moment, how many people actually knew what this statue was for? How many people hang out in Hemming Plaza? The biggest problem with Hemming Plaza is that nobody wants to go there. 
there's a homeless issue. Uh, there's a there's um, an issue of, of upkeep. You know, downtown is not really the vibrant city center that I think they want it to be. If you really want to, sure, take down the statue. But if you're going to take down the statue, put up something else. Build it up. You know, find a place for the homeless people to go. Build them some kind of uh, center where they can get help with jobs or they can get a shower or they can get a hot meal or something like that. Really work to make the city as vibrant and as great as possible. And I want you to and I want you to think about that, because it, if, if the statue is that big a deal and now it's gone, what else are people going to look at and point to Jacksonville and say, ew? And um, if people are wandering around downtown and the, the, during the convention, there's a lot of other things they're going to point to and say, ooh. So, you know, you take down one statue, sure. It makes a point about, about you know, a current social fire. You know, it throws one bucket of water, one tiny little bucket of water on this major dumpster fire that's going on right now nationwide. But does it really make the city better? 855 765 1045 is the number. This is Lindsay in Jack's Beach. How you doing, Lindsay? Hey, what's happening, man? How you doing, Mark? Good. What's up? What did you want to say, Lindsay? Not much, not much. Hey, we're putting together with the flotilla people, we're putting together a motorcycle ride as well. Uh, we're planning on meeting there at the uh, Extended Stay America at 1413 Prudential at about 1115. And we're going to try to get as many motorcycles as we can over the Main Street Bridge. At 11.40. Kickstand's up at 11.40. Hold on. This is exciting. Wait a minute. So you're going to be on the Main Street Bridge on motorcycles while the flotilla's going underneath. Yes, sir. That's it. We're, we're in the middle of a, a American Legion poker run that day for uh, COVID relief. Yeah. So we're going to squeeze this in and try to meet downtown and run as many motorcycles across that bridge as we can. Are you stopping on the bridge or are you just going to like... Oh, no, sir. We're just going to keep going. You're just going to keep going. Right. We're actually heading to post nine uh, American Legion on Sutel after that. Okay, this is exciting. See, I'm trying to figure out the best vantage point uh, because I want I want to get a lot of great video and audio, and I want to talk to people. And I think the Main Street Bridge probably is the best place to be because we'll see the flotilla going underneath. And now, if you guys are coming across on the motorcycle, what time are you are you targeting that for? We're going to do kickstands up from the extended stay, which is right on Prudential. Yeah, at eleven forty. So hopefully we'll be rolling across the bridge at 11:45. Um, I've been coordinating with some of the flotilla people. Hopefully there'll be some drones out there to get some good footage. Oh, this is going to be this is going to be epic. I'm so excited. Yeah, that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to camp myself on the Main Street Bridge, and I'll have a vantage point for everything. So as you're driving by, I may ask you a couple of questions to so just yell out really loud if you can, because um, that'd be kind of cool. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. God, we have to take another break again. What is happening? What is happening? Time never stops. Never. It just keeps on rolling. 855-765-1045. Jackie, Brad, Randy, Sarah, Gary, everybody else who's hanging on, hang on. We'll get to you, I promise. It's the Marque Show. Whatever you want Wednesday continues next. Stay tuned. It's whatever you want Wednesday. Give Mark a call and talk about, well, whatever you want. 855-765-1045. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Quick history lesson. Calford, now called Jacksonville, used to be where they used to ford the cattle across the river, where the Matthews Bridge is. The river used to be four and a half feet until they dredged, dredged out the channel. They used to run the cattle up to the convention center to the train station, which used to be the stockyards. 
fun fact, a little history lesson for you. Back when the river was four and a half feet, it used to be called the Lenny Curry River. Then when they dredged it, it was more than four and a half feet. They had to change the name, so they changed it to the St. John's River. Hey, it's a true story. 855-765-1045 is the, uh, is the number. Uh, this is speaking of Lenny Curry, Jackie in Jacksonville. How are you, Jackie? Thanks so much for calling. Oh, I'm fine, thank you, Mark, and I love your show. Oh, Jack, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I really, really love your show and your sense of humor. Oh, well, I, I, I appreciate both of those. What else do you love about I, me? No, I'm just kidding. What I, did you want to say? I am so furious about these statues that I emailed the, uh, Mayor Curry and told him I thought the whole thing was political. Why in the world would the African Americans want these statues removed when it is their history? And it's also our history. They say they don't belong. They say they're marginalized. But they've done it themselves. They call themselves African Americans. What's wrong with just being an American? Well, you know, you bring up a good point about history, Jackie. And, I, you know, I, I've been to a couple of museums myself in just the last year. One was uh, we took the kids when we went to New York for my daughter's birthday. We took them to the 9-11 Museum which is not a pretty time in our history. It's horrible. Uh, it was scary, death, destruction, and to see it all, for you walk into a museum like that and you think to yourself, I, we never want that to happen again. Uh, another was the Holocaust Museum, which very similar. You, you walk in or you walk through the Holocaust Museum, and it is a reminder of horrible things that happened that changed this world for the better. Uh, I mean, the Holocaust didn't change the world, but the, you know, getting rid of Germany and getting rid of the chancellor and, and, um, you know, making sure that that kind of thing never happens again, changed the world for the better. So when you look at these, these t terrible events, which are part of our history and are memorialized in actual venues, like they have museums that are dedicated to all of these events, you think to yourself, why, what's the difference? Yeah, the Civil War, you know, we understand it was a terrible time in American history, pitting brother against brother. We understand that it was the bloodiest war in America. More Americans died during the Civil War than any other war in our history. We understand that at the root of it was slavery, which, again, nobody is arguing that slavery was good. Nobody is arguing that slavery needs to come back, and nobody is arguing that slavery was a blemish on our country. In fact, from the get-go. There were half of the founding fathers who, who signed the Declaration of Independence and half of the founding fathers who argued, you know, what should be in the Bill of Rights, what should be in the actual Constitution when they finally wrote it down, argued against slavery. They were they were abolitionists from the get go. But the fact of the matter is the southern states had slavery till the uh, Emancipation Proclamation, till Abraham Lincoln, and then it was abolished. And we've had civil rights concerns since then. We've had civil rights battles back and forth since then. But we have come so far. We've come such a long way. And I can't help but think that the reason we've come so far is because we all realize just how far we've come and the sacrifices that have been made. And, you know, I mean, when you think about all of the, let's say, the Union soldiers who fought and died for for the, you know, the independence of slaves, that is some that's what the Confederacy, uh, that's what these Confederate statues, that's what the Civil War history is really kind of all about, because it was people in fighting and dying for a cause. Um, and on the Union side, they wanted to keep the uh, they wanted to keep the Union together. They wanted to and abolish slavery. They wanted to make sure the United States stood as one country. 
on the southern side of the Confederacy, they were fighting for states' rights. They were fighting for things that they thought in their minds would keep them from becoming part of a an overreaching federal state, which in a lot of ways we can see happening now. But in the end, good or bad, history can definitely teach us how to have a, a more honest conversation in the present and a much brighter future. And if you erase all of that history, you definitely erase the opportunity for the future to be something that is totally different from the past. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Again, time just flying. I can't stop the time. I'm trying. Like, does not happening. 855-765-1045. We're going to squeeze in as many more phone calls as we can here in just a minute. Stay tuned. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Mark, if the RNC comes to Jacksonville, do you yourself think there will be protests? Just curious. If is not, it's when the RNC comes to Jacksonville, which is going to be August 23rd. Uh, will there be protests? Probably. Will anybody care? Nah. I mean, it's the thing. What if you protest every five minutes, if you protest about everything, if you protest every time Donald Trump shows up somewhere, then eventually it just loses meaning. I mean, look, I've been to Trump rallies galore. Oh, I've been to Trump rallies in like nine different cities. And every time I go, there's protesters and I talk to them. And I interview them. And I see what their deal is. And nine times out of ten, they're just, you know, they're they're fairly peaceful. The ones that the ones that like try to infiltrate and get into the actual event just to like cause a stir and start screaming. And sometimes they bring banners. They get hauled away by security. But what people don't realize, and I was talking to the other Josh about this, too, because he said, don't we want the biggest venue possible for the Republican National Convention? Don't we want it at TIAA Bank Field where it's outdoor and you can jam in like 50,000 people? The difference is this is not like an open to the public public event. It's literally a convention. And it is when it is when Donald Trump officially gets the delegates, uh, the delegates from around the country. All the delegations from all 50 states come here anywhere from one to like 20 people. And they all come into America to come into America. They're already here. They all come into Jacksonville and they elect or they nominate Donald Trump officially for the presidential election. It's not like you're selling tickets. It's not like you're going online and getting free tickets for a Trump rally. And if we fill the 30,000 seat arena, there's going to be TV screens outside. No, it's you know pretty much how many people are going to be there. Plus, they've got to be vetted by the FBI. They've got to be vetted by the Justice Department. There's all kinds of systems to go through. They're going to they're going to cage off downtown. I mean, if, if they do it the way they did in Cleveland, which I imagine they will, they're going to cage it off and media and everybody going through has to go through metal detectors. Uh, you've got to have a pass. There's different levels of passes. Some passes will get you onto the floor if you're with a delegation or if you're a delegate. Some passes will get you in the outer ring if you're like a media person. Some passes will get you into the top tier nosebleed section near the back if you're a radio talk show host. So that's kind of what they do. And it's not an open to the public event. And that and you don't necessarily need the largest venue you can possibly get. For example, when we were in Cleveland, where the Cavaliers play, I forget what it's called, but it's where the Cavaliers play. Quicken Loans? I think so. Yeah. I think Good year. So. One of those. Uh, when we were there, um, basically, there were a lot of empty seats in the upper arena because everyone who, who mattered was on the floor. 
And that's that's kind of how these conventions work. Same thing in Philadelphia. We were there where the 76ers play, which is... Ben Franklinville. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in the arena. Ben, 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 right. We were in Ben Franklinville. Because everything in Philadelphia is named after Ben Franklin. Yeah, of course. The Franklin Institute, Ben yeah. Franklinville Arena. And, uh, and, so, and, so, and so Hillary Clinton was there, and, and there were delegates on the floor. And, and that's basically it. It's not, it's not like you buy a ticket and you come on in. Uh, but either way, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's a huge event for the city of Jacksonville. And if there are protests, they are going to be far away from the actual convention. In Philadelphia, the protests were downtown by City Hall. In Cleveland, they were they were limited to a park. They in fact, Hemming Plaza will probably be and this is another this is another piece of evidence that that bolsters the theory that that Mayor Curry took down these statues to avoid criticism during the convention. But they they will probably put all of the protesters in Hemming Plaza. Just put them all there in that square and they can all hang out together and talk to each other and agitate each other and not shower together. And, you know, it's going to be and that's basically what's going to happen. But they are very, the Secret Service and the police department and the CIA and the and the, the KGB or whoever's in charge of security for the president. They will not allow protesters anywhere near the actual arena. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. 1045 uh, is the number. This is Brad in St. John's County. How you doing, Brad? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. I'm doing great. How you doing today? Oh, doing really well. What do you want to say, sir? Well, you know, my, I was born here, and my father was born here. Okay. So we've been here almost 80, 90 years here. Yeah. About the size of that statue. Now, nobody came to me and said, Brad, are you going to have... Do you need to put an input on this statue here that you've been looking at for all these years? But you get two BLM activists walking through town and looking up and seeing something like that, and they remove it. Yeah, it means something to me. No, I understand, Brett. Brett, and here's the and here's this here's the thing people don't understand because I here's the questions I've gotten a lot. And I've tried to, I know a lot of people at the mayor's office, and I've been texting furiously with the communications director. And basically, here's here's what I've learned. The first question I got was, why was the statue taken down? And we may never know the answer. Uh, Mayor Curry said yesterday on the steps in next to Leonard Fournette that it was because we're ushering in a new era of understanding and working together and we're changing and we're trying to hear all voices and that kind of thing. But then we found out that the Republican National Convention is coming here, and we all changed our tune. And on NPR today, you had Black Lives Matter individuals apparently saying that uh, that it was all just a PR stunt to make Jacksonville look better and more modern on the international stage, which also seems like it could be a thing. Also, I really we need to stop mentioning NPR on the show because it's one of my least favorite things in the entire world. In the not only do my tax dollars go to support it, but they also sell advertising. So they're getting a handout from the government, and they're stealing business from. It's a horrible, it's a horrible thing all around. Uh, so please, if you call in, don't mention it anymore. And then on top of that, um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we've got the other question, which is, where is the statue now, and what's going to happen to it? And I asked, I said, where is the statue now? Here's the official, uh, here's the official answer I got from. The mayor's office, when I said, where is the statue? Uh, it said, it is in a safe location until we can meet to discuss the proper placement. So not only did they take it down in the middle of the night, but they're hiding it somewhere. They won't tell anyone where it is, and they won't tell anyone what they're going to do with it. And this is one of eight now monuments that are going to come down 
as well. So, look, we don't know the real reason behind it. We don't know. Uh, we don't know what's going on with it, but it doesn't seem like, it, you know, it doesn't seem like it's uh, it's going to go back anytime soon. And and maybe maybe it is something that opens up more opportunity to the city of Jacksonville. Maybe the RNC is just the first step. Maybe who knows that this wasn't a uh, a a um, what do you call it? A uh, recommendation from the RNC. Who knows that this wasn't the Republican National Committee saying, look, we've got enough problems as it is, Jacksonville. We would love to come there. We would love to come there for your convention. We think you're an, you're you are the bold new city of the South. We love your governor. We love your mayor. You know, we love we love uh, the smell of burnt coffee. You know, but these these are all great reasons to bring this this event to Jacksonville. But we have a problem with the optics. You've got a you've got a statue commemorating Confederate soldiers in the uh, public square right across from the courtyard or the courthouse. Maybe they called up Mayor Curry and said, look. If you take that statue down, we can announce this thing on Wednesday. And so Mayor Curry said, get the statue down. And now, boom, here's the announcement. I don't know. I don't, they don't let me in. All I can do is sit here and create potential theories um, as to why these things are happening and what the meaning is behind them. Uh, but, you know, in the end, in the end, I think that, you know, hopefully, hopefully the truth will come out. 855 765 1045. All right, you've got to take another another break. Speaking of commercials, we will be right back. More of the Marque Show is coming up, so stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. By the way, tomorrow we bring back What the Bleep after like a two-week hiatus. Uh, it's just been, you know, everything everything in the news has not been bleep-worthy. It's been way too serious. But I think we can uh, scrounge up some bleeps. And also we have some Metro Diner gift cards to give away. Is that correct? We do, yeah. So 50 bucks. 50 bucks at the Metro Diner, which is fantastic. And uh, we'll be giving those away tomorrow for What the Bleep about this time. Maybe a little earlier. So if you love What the Bleep, I'll be listening. If you don't love What the Bleep, be listening anyway. Um, because, you know, whatever. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Gene in Jacksonville. Hi, Gene. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, good. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, I know it's almost time for you to have to end your show, but I've got to get this out. I'm all about peace, but I just want to remind everybody, um, for those that don't get to take all this time off and march all week long. Sunday is Flag Day, and why not, you know, hang our flags up and show the rest of the world that we're not all idiots, that we are Americans, and, um, you know, have a parade. Just hang your flag like we got on our Jeep and just be proud Americans. And it is Trump's birthday, too, and just be American. Be proud. Be normal. Be what you should be. Just peaceful, you know? But Gee, what a great sentiment. And you're right, you're right. I had forgotten that Sunday is also Flag Day. Uh, Donald Trump's birthday and Flag Day landing on the same day. So definitely, uh, if you have a flag, hang it proudly. If you don't have a flag, you got a couple days to go get yourself one. There you go. Right. There you go. Gene, hey, thanks thank so much for you. Thank you for calling. We really appreciate that. What a great reminder. 855-765-1045. Darian in Jacksonville. How you doing, Darian? 
Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Oh, doing great, man. What's up? Um, just wanted to give you an update on that uh, motorcycle rally they're talking about for uh, the American Legion. Yeah. Basically, that's raising money for all the American Legions in the Jacksonville area that suffered through the COVID-19. Sure. And it's not just motorcycles. It's cars, Jeeps, trucks, you name it. What about electric scooters? Come on with it. All right. Um, as long as you can keep up. I was like, okay, well, as long as you drive slowly, I can keep up. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Jenny in Mandary. Where's Mandary? Oh, Mandarin probably. Man- Mandarin. They and Mandarin, Jacksonville. They wrote Mandarin. You've heard of that. Right? No, I know, I know where Mandarin is now. Yeah, I got it. Uh, what do you want to say, Jenny? Well, I just think as far as these statues go, that they should definitely be left up. Um, I think we need to emphasize the positive direction of our history. And what a great place to start than the place where every, everybody objects. I mean, I think that we need to leave the statues. If you want to put a plaque on there saying, you know, what people object to about this statue, fine. But why not put up some statues of notable black people in our town, okay? They're like James Weldon Johnson or, you know, even Harriet Beecher Stowe, a woman, you know, to celebrate the progress that we have made historically and put it in the positive instead of trying to tear everything about our history down. I mean, it's not going to fool anybody, right? We had racism. Let's get it out in the open. Let's compare where we were and where we are now with our statues and leave the old ones up and put some great new ones up as well. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think, I think that, I mean, I, before we get, you know, statue crazy and we have statues on every, on every street corner, I mean, I definitely think that maybe that is the issue. Maybe it's not that there's too many monuments to Confederate soldiers. Maybe it's not enough monuments to, uh, you know, prominent black Jackson billions. And maybe that's something we look into. Um, you know, great point. Great point. Hey, thanks so much for calling. 855-765-1045. I just wonder what they're going to do now with that big pedestal because it's just sitting there it looks like you know what it looks like to me i, I saw a picture of it on like a 904 happy hour posted on their instagram and it was just the empty pedestal in hemming plaza and it just looks like a big middle finger oh, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, Jack, look, <laughs> flip it off everybody what is that like, i feel that now that the statue and the plaques are gone we should probably just i mean why not like what are we leaving that up for what do you want to see up there what do i want to see yeah. up there is there I mean, something you want to see up there? What I want to see up there and what people would put up there are two totally different things, <laughs> you know. But I'm just saying, I feel like, I mean, I don't know what we're, what, what are we keep, are we replacing the statue? I feel like now that we have that, let's just take it all down because it just looks like, it just looks like somebody stole our statue in the middle of the night, which I guess is what happened. So there you go. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. All right, listen, we out. But traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh is coming up here in just a minute. Tomorrow, we have What the Bleep. Friday, we've got Fake News Friday. Uh, Saturday, my kids got a golf tournament. You don't care about that. And then Sunday is Flag Day slash the Donald Trump birthday flotilla here in Jacksonville. So much, so many great things in the River City. It's, it's just, it's so exciting. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back on 104.5 WOKV. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.